With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Everybody, this is your boy Jello. Music Motivation and Life podcast coming with you live on Zoom and on Instagram. We will do a recorded version, drop down, and post-production of this so you guys can listen to this later. So I'm going to introduce you to somebody that I've known for a couple of years now and has uh, become a really good uh, person to talk to about the entertainment industry and what everything is going, what's going on with COVID and pandemic and just the whole thing. We had a little talk before and we talked about how different it is now to audition and, and get ready for roles. Well, give me a little rundown. Our Bender's been in transit, shuffle along, revival, Les Mis. You played, did you play Marius, right? I played, I covered Marius and Les Mis, yes. And you were, you were the first black guy to do it, right? This is right, on Broadway, yes. E- I-, oh, I did my homework, yo. But uh, that is awesome, man. That is super awesome. Book of Mormon, Lion King, Ragtime, The Little Mermaid, Hairspray. The list goes on and on. Little TV, OG, Last OG, Nurse Jackie, Little Voice, Tony Awards, Good Morning America, Today Show, CBS Sunday Morning. The man's on fire. Ladies and gentlemen, R. Bender Robinson. Wow. Thank you, thank you. It's always it's always creepy and interesting and exciting when someone else introduces you because when they start rattling these things off, that's when you kind of say to yourself, "Oh wait, pat myself on the back." Yes, yes I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So, yes, um, sir. yes, sir. You're the real deal, man. I knew that. See, that's the thing. Uh, for those of you that don't know that, um, I am a personal trainer as well, and I had met Arbender through my training uh, profession. And I believe we were trying to figure out before, I believe it was when he was uh, either in the middle of doing Lion King. And I think something was up, right? You had a back injury or or leg or something was going on, something funky. So I tried to help him repair himself a little bit. Um, But you worked your butt off. That's for darn. (laughs) So it was a pleasure to to train you. But now I get to interview. So this is even cooler. So what we're going to talk about today is um, let's let's start from the beginning, Arbinder, because I know that you went went to the college in – Wisconsin, am I correct? Wisconsin, Wisconsin, lacrosse. Yes, you got it. Okay, cool. And is that where you started getting into the 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 drama or the, getting into you know acting and, and helping people with vocals and all that stuff? Or did, where did you get your inspiration and, and how did you end up going to school for it? <laughs> this is an interesting story because I did I did theater in high school, right? I did theater in high school, um, but I never really thought I would make a career out of it. And then uh, when I was applying for colleges, um, things just weren't really working out the way I wanted them to work out. And at the last minute, the last minute, 
um, I get a phone call from this nun from this school in Wisconsin who's like, hey, uh, based on your test scores, we have this money for you. Have you thought about where you're going to school? Wow. Uh, and at that point, I was like, well, my school plans kind of fell through, so I don't know what I'm going to do. So she's like, well, you can come here. And I was like, great. Do you have a pre-law program? Because I wanted to be a lawyer. And she's like, no. And I was like, oh, that stinks. I was like, do you have a creative writing program? She's like, no. I was like, Ugh, that stinks. And I was like, um, oh, do you have a do you have a theater program? <laughs> and then she was like, yes, we do, but it's full. And I was like, ah, who do I need to talk to? So anyways, I spoke to the head of the department, drove up to the school the next day to audition for the school. Audition, uh, auditioned well, applied to the school, found housing, everything in the span of a day, went home, packed up my car, and then drove to the school that I had never heard of, Viterbo University in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Um, and then it turned out to be the best decision of my life because the training I got there was intense. They convinced me that uh, this idea of doing, performing actually as a career was actually a possibility. Um, and then... Uh, so the rest, the rest is history. It wasn't easy. I was the worst person in my class. I had to work my butt off the entire time. Um, I constantly thought about quitting and thought I was going to fail, but, um, here I am now. That was over 20 years ago and I'm still doing it. So, um, yay. That so is, that worked out. Yeah. That's awesome. So what was your first role on stage? My first role ever on stage? Any, any, anything I'm talking like church. I'm talking like you know what? I think I was Joseph. Right. So, so I'll say this. I'll say this. I can't really count church because uh, in my family, I'm from a family of ministers. Um, uh, okay. my, all of my mother's siblings, they all have their own church. So oh, we grew oh, up wow. in church. We grew up on stage in church. So like I came out of the womb and probably sang my first song at church. So we can't count that. But um, the first thing that I really remember, I was in uh, third grade and we did this um this play, this Christmas musical at school called like Magic in the Toy Shop where these toys come alive. Um, and I played this robot. <laughs> I got to play this robot in that. And that's when I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then when I was in eighth grade, um, I was failing. We had moved to a new school district. I didn't like being there. I was having a difficult time in some of my classes. And um, one of my teachers asked me to do this play, this skit for school, because we were introducing this new thing called DARE, Drug Awareness Resistance. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Beginning when I was in the eighth grade and, and to launch it, we were going to do this whole play about this, this kid that starts uh, smoking cigarettes and wanted to join a gang or something. So I played the lead in that and everyone at school was great. They were like, you're so good. This is amazing. You're so cool. So I was like, oh, yay. So then I, from there, I just um, convinced myself to, to keep doing theater. So then in high school, I did theater and then I did it in college. So my first, my first play would be Magic in the Toy Shop. My first time that I realized this acting thing was cool was when I was in eighth grade doing the drug awareness resistance education uh, program and then uh and then the rest is history so yeah awesome that's awesome so if you just joined us on instagram i think you can hear us better on our benders feed so if you're following me follow him because i'm gonna be post producing this you might be able to hear me if not i still love you uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking to our bender robbins today on the your boy jello podcast you can find the podcast on just about any platform because we're we're building out and building better 
sound familiar? Anyways, uh, <laughs> we just talked about, you know, his inspiration for getting involved and where he started. And so we're going to talk about now uh, every uh, about something that everybody's going through right now. And, that, and that's being not not being locked down at home, but now, you know, being more conscious and aware of this pandemic thing. And the first thing that came to mind to me is all the different things that all of us creative folks are actors, which I, you had a great way of explaining that. And I think, go ahead and explain it, Arbender, about the, the things that you, you recognize and the things that you've realized during this time. Yeah, sweet. So, so the, the first thing is, um, for myself, I just had to really adjust my thinking. Um, so, so I, I decided, do I think of myself as an artist or do I think of myself as a performer? Uh, and when I think of myself as an artist, I realize that pandemic, no pandemic job, no job audition, no audition. I'm still allowed to do my art, right? Um, songwriters are, are. Oh, there's our first blip of the day. Hold on y'all. We're coming back. Oh, here we go. You're back. Okay, perfect. Um, so like, oh, there we go. So all of, all of these things, all of these things are, are still happening, right? Because we're artists. So if you think of yourself only as a performer, sometimes that ability to perform in front of a live audience uh, can be missing. So I started just thinking of myself as an artist, right? As an artist, what can I do as an artist? And then the other thing that I thought about is sometimes uh, it takes uh moments like this to kind of re-energize us and and give us new reasons to create art and we've been lucky slash unlucky that for a long time we haven't had anything like this to deal with but if we think back in history Shakespeare wrote most of his plays during a pandemic right yeah. there was a reason to be creative right something had to happen after the dark ages and then we had this rebirth of performing in art and music so throughout life I mean we, we look at musicals today and we're, we're excited by the way they build sets and excited by the way they do backdrops and excited about the way that they change locations in a play. And that became popular after World War II because we needed entertainment and we didn't have a lot of resources to make it happen. So we figured out other ways of doing it. So, so these tragic things happen in history that uh, encourage us as artists to create in a new way. So now when I think about it that way, this entire pandemic actually excites me because um, who knows what's going to happen. I'm sure there are people in their basements or in their homes writing brilliant material. And yeah. those are going to be the new things that we deal with when we come out of this. And we're all being forced to deal with technology and deal with video and deal with streaming. And I just believe that that's the wave that theater and live entertainment is going to go in anyway right? We were already trying to do it with some things like network when that was on Broadway, there were, there was digital aspects. American Idiot used digital aspects. Ah, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. West Side Story had full scenes that happened digitally off stage, right? So we were already leaning that way. And this is just going to help usher that in. So it becomes this thing that's easily accepted. And then we can move forward from there. So that, that's my thinking. That's how I feel. That's what I think. Ah, there we go. <laughs> no, those, those are, that's some really, once again, thank you. This was the first part of the Arbender Robinson interview on Your Boy Jello podcast, music, motivation, and life. Please reach out to us at yourboyjello at gmail.com if you have any questions or you know somebody that might want to be interviewed and they're creative artists uh, looking to get their word out of what they do. 
tune back in soon to hear part two with Arvind Aramison, triple threat, Broadway vocal coach, and actor.